everybody, and welcome to the Week 9 edition of Coach's Night Out. Of course, we're live at Town Square Social on Lebanon's Public Square, 145 Public Square to be exact, and the good folks at Town Square Social also have opened right across the corner here, Cedar City Brewing Company at 112 Public Square. Town Square Social is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week, and they also do catering. My sponsors for this show, as always, and we do appreciate it, Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter, Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salas Realty Group, 120 Public Square, Lebanon, THW Insurance Services, LLC, Cumberland University Athletics, and D.T. McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, Cookville, home of free delivery. Week 9, October the 13th, a lot going on, Lebanon at Mount Juliet, York Institute at Friendship Christian, Laverne at Green Hill, Gallatin at Wilson Central, Grundy County at Watertown, and Glencliff at Mount Juliet Christian Academy. It's homecoming for the Saints at Mount Juliet Christian Academy. Coaches Night Out airs live on three Facebook platforms, including the Wilson Post, Main Street Preps, Blue Devil Broadcasting. You can also find this show on Twitter, now known as X, at TV Sports 5 and on the Main Street Media TV app. It ought to be working fine on Twitter, X, I got logged out of my own account somehow earlier this week, and it took about three days to figure out how to get back in there. But it's up, running. My first guest for the Week 9 show is always Chuck Gentry, head coach of the Blue Devils. Were you able to take a little time last week, or, or did you get back into some football things? Well, uh, you know, I guess I guess I took time, but, uh, you know, I'm – I watched a lot of film and, and did a lot of thinking and, and some self-scouting and some things like that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I was able to take uh, go with go with Sabre and take Aggie to school a little bit, pick Aggie up in school. I went and spent a little time at the graveyard in, in Smith County with, with my parents and all my people. So, uh, and then, uh, you know, for the most part, was got to be daddy on Friday night and watch Ella be uh, – cheerleader and how is Gainesboro this time of year wonderful 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 weather down there on the river and uh uh you know the cheerleading was 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 good you know I thought she did well but no it wasn't it wasn't bad and then uh you know Saturday I got to uh me and uh me and Saber and the little one we uh came to homecoming for half half of it at, at Cumberland and okay. then uh then then we went to uh Gordonsville for a junior pro football game got to be cheerleader daddy over there so for the most part, you know, did did the did the dad stuff and and husband stuff and a couple honeydews and and things that I needed to get done. But uh, you know, Lebanon football was always on my mind and and things that we needed to do and and shoulda shoulda coulda wouldas and all that stuff. Oh, we I talked with all the coaches in the county, and the week off really is a good thing for everybody. It is. It's 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 good if you know. Uh, it can it can be bad if it's handled wrong, but uh, you know the the kids enjoy it. You know our kids have a little bounce in their step when they come back Monday. They were uh, good attendance, ready to ready to get back into it and into the grind. You know, they actually act like they was happy to see us and and stuff. So uh, you know and you know everybody needs you know 
we all like chocolate pie, but you can get too much chocolate pie. And, you know, football is the same way. You know, everybody loves it. I love it, but you can get too much of it, and you need a break from it sometimes. You got some awfully good news from the TSSAA last week. Isaiah Mariah cleared to play against Mount Juliet. Yes, uh, you know, uh, he told me after it happened, he's coach, I promise, I swear. And I said, we better hope so. Just just, uh, just so happened, you know, we had two drone shots, two end zone uh, end zone shot, uh, two film crews, and then their uh, NFHS uh, network. So we were able to uh, piece together some good footage, and Coach Angel did a good job of being able to show the play, blow it up, slow it down, and 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 you know he didn't throw a punch, and we we're glad that that got overturned, and glad that he'll be able to play. He, he's a young man who the last couple of three games has really been doing some good things. Yeah, Isaiah does a lot for us. You know, he's very athletic, uh, very smart young man, plays in, the, plays in the secondary. He can play any position in the secondary. You know, plays quarterback, plays some wide receiver, running back, whatever whatever we ask him to do. And, uh, you know, just a team player, you know, kind of kind of a squirrel out there. He's just happy to be out there running around and, and we'll do anything we ask him to. You know, uh, you know I tell, tell him sometimes calm down, you know, but uh, – he was, uh, you know, very, very proud of the way he acted uh, the other night during that situation because it could have, could have been bad. But shows his character and uh, what he was. He, he worries more about the team than he does himself. And, and uh, you know, very proud of him for that. And he was very, very happy to to, to get that overturn. Lebanon and Mount Julia Friday night. Roger Perry Field, Mel Brown Athletic Complex, six o'clock, uh, seven o'clock kickoff. Mount Julia's got a lot of activities involved. They've got an alumni event where they've invited back former players. It's the, they're celebrating 100 years of Mount Julia football. Uh, it's a region game. And, and really, Lebanon can take a big step in the region with a win against the Bears. Yeah, you know, uh, as you go to different stadiums and things, you know, they're, they're set up differently. And uh, – Mount Julian has a really good setup to make it a really good atmosphere. No track. You know, the stands are right there on you, right behind you. Um, you know, kind of down in a little hole. Uh, and, you know, the bleachers are, you know, two two sections there. And it, it makes a good good venue. And then all the stuff that they got going on. And then, uh, you know, like you said, it is a big, uh, big, big thing in the region because, the, you know, with a win, they can pretty much guarantee themselves a portion of the region championship. And then uh, – you know, hopefully with a win for us, you know, that could put us uh, in contention to, to for, for part of it too. So uh, a lot of a lot of football to be played these last three weeks, but uh, this is definitely a big game. And, you know, I told our kids, you know, we, we've got a lot of scenarios. There's a lot of different things. But the good thing about it is we get the opportunity to go play, play a good team with a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, you know, for a high school football kid, that's what you want. You want to be able to play in big games, games that mean something and stuff. And so, uh, you know, I told them this is this is what this is what you want. There'll be a big crowd there because all the stuff they got going on. We travel well. Uh, it's Lebanon, Mount Juliet. And, you know, I I don't think I need to say much more. And uh, you know, and, and I think our kids understand the the magnitude of it and 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 what it is. But it, all in all, it's just another football game. Mount Juliet presents what I think is the best one-two punch at running back that I've seen in several years. You've got Harrison Edwards and John Michael Crudup, two guys who have combined 
for 1,300 yards rushing and 22 touchdowns, and it really doesn't matter who's in the game for them. No, it's a, like I said, it's a good one-two punch, uh, you know, speed. You know, uh, I, I told a couple of our kids, you know, I got some keys for you, keys to a moped so we can get on <laughs> and try to catch you. And uh, then, uh, you know, Phillip is, you know, it's got got some wiggle to him. He got some speed and some some power. And then, like I said, it's a good good one-two punch that, that uh, they hit you with different things, different things. Sometimes they're on the field together. And it's just, uh, you know, uh, two really good high school running backs that are just juniors. Speaking of juniors, their quarterback, uh, Tyler Travers, is a junior. Got the job last year. Has continued to progress, and they really like him. Yeah, I mean, he he played uh, played a good game against us last year and threw the ball uh, uh, for several several yards against us last year. He's grown uh, in in maturity, and, and you can see it on film, and gotten better and better. And as he goes, and he runs their offense well, uh, you know, with the uh, post-snap RPOs, pre-snap RPOs, and he's got a cannon on him. Plus, they can he can run some, run some zone read, pull it, keep it out the back door and some things, uh, you know, which which, which you've got, uh, got two good running backs and then a quarterback that can spread it around and is efficient and everything else. And then, uh, before you say it, I'll say it, five big guys up front yeah. uh, blocking for him with some size and, and, and some nasty, and, and it makes a uh, good recipe for uh, – a hard road to hold for for us to try to defend them, and you know there's a reason they're seven and zero, and and you know rank really high. And I would imagine getting off blocks, filling the gaps, being where you're supposed to be, has got to be a key for Lebanon's defensive front. Well, you know, alignment and assignment is always big. You know, you whatever we call Coach Fry calls, you know, several different ways that we do things, but you can line up right or you can line up wrong. If you line up wrong, if, if 10 line up right and one lines up wrong, we're in trouble. So we have to get that communicated and do this stuff. But you know, when it comes down to it, blocking and tackling, uh, as far back as when they invented this game, that's what it's about, blocking and tackling. And I guarantee you, Coach Perry and his staff, when they draw it up, they don't say, well, we're not going to block these couple. We're just going to block these guys. There's going to be one person with the ball and ten of them are going to, others are going to be blocked, and uh, that's the way football works. It's the X's and O's, and you try to get the mismatches and the things and the angles and all that stuff. But to make a long story short, somebody has got to defeat a block and make a play, and, or somebody's got to make a block, open up some lanes, and 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 to hit it. And 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 that's what we try to tell our kids. It's a continuous battle. Battle after battle after battle. And you're going to win some and you're going to lose some. But you can't let the first one affect the second one and the second one affect the third one and the third one affect. And it snowball or you got to snap and clear, line up, go back at it again. Every football game. People make plays. Every football game, other people make plays. And you, the momentum, you just can't let it build. And, and uh, you know getting off blocks, running to the football, getting a lot of hats to the football, uh, you know, with their offense, keeping keeping contained, keeping uh, coverage, leverage, you know, different different things just makes it uh, makes it much more magnified, especially when you got the two backs that they're going to hand it to, you know, 70% of the time that, all right, them cats can go. 
a couple of names come to mind defensively for Mount Juliet. Zerniak, number 45, the inside linebacker, and number nine, Fiorita, and I've worked on getting those names right for this week. Both those guys have had big weeks. I know Fiorita, playing at defensive end, had 11 tackles and maybe six sacks against Antioch. I mean, those are guys that you've got to be aware of where they're lining up. Well, uh, yes, uh, 45 is a good linebacker. Seems like he's been playing for seven years. Uh, but uh, when you look at him, he's a he's a kid that's smart. You know, he looks like he's in control and in charge on their defense. Looks like he's been in that buried in a little bit and had 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 been in the weight room and and he can run and hit you and like you said, it will get off blocks if he's blocked. He doesn't stay blocked. And then the other kid, I won't number nine. I'll just call him. I won't butcher his yeah. name. But uh, he he he's played well. But against Antioch, he really turned it up. And and when he when there was a chance for him to make plays, he made them and really affected that ball game. And of course, you know we know how good that quarterback is and affected him. And so, uh, uh, you know, you got to know where those two are. But there's there's others. You know, number fourteen, you know, is there our devil there? Whatever they call him, star or whatever. Yeah. But you know, he he he's there. Uh, plugger and and he goes and and fixes their their secondary coverage and then you know, they got two really good corners two really good safeties three other good defensive linemen and another good linebacker so uh not a lot of holes and a lot of a lot of places that you say hey uh, you know all right maybe we should attack there or should attack there uh you know good sound defense fundamentally sound they get off blocks they run to the football uh not a lot of instances where they're misaligned i mean you can see the uh the hand signals and the talking and the you know we preach communication all the time you can see them doing that on on the film and 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 communicating with each other making sure that they are where i'm doing this you're doing that we're we're on the same page and so it's not uh, you know you don't see wrong coverages you don't see them misaligned you don't see them in the wrong gaps and that stuff so it's one of those things where you have to earn it and, and you have to line up and block them and, and make it uh makes it uh, hard and then one step further you know let's just say we're they're kicking off he's probably going to kick it up on that hill yeah. or down down the hill one of the two whichever one whichever way you're kicking and uh you're gonna have to go eight and that makes it hard when you look at it you know hopefully we can get a good return that's something we pride ourselves in with special teams and stuff like that but if they're kicking when, in the end when zone. he's kicking it nine <laughs> yards deep and, and you know, uh, it is not going to happen so uh you know it, that he a weapon there and then you know when we're kicking off, then then all right, which which one of them cats back there do you want to kick it to? Every one of them, it seems that if you don't kick it in the end zone, all right, they're returning it 35, 40, 50, 60 yards. So, uh, you know, just a you can tell, really well coached football team, good football players that do what they're coached, play with some pride, and expect to win. The last two years, Lebanon won those games against Mount Juliet. It had been maybe 11 years previous that Mount Juliet had won every one of them. This game obviously means something to your kids. They they know what this is, and, and you know, and Trey Perry will be on here in the third segment, he's been preaching this week about how much this game means to his football program. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I told our kids this afternoon, I don't care what people say, when you're old, you're going to remember this game. 
win, lose, or draw, you're going to remember it. It's up to you. It's 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 in your hands. Yeah. How you and and I said, you ask me, I can take you back to my high school senior year. I can tell you all ten of them. Win, lose, or draw. You know, good, bad, and ugly. Also, I mean, take you back almost every year that I played football and, and tell you that you don't forget them. You relive them. You think about them. You think about when 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 you meet your old buddies and you talk oh, about yeah. the seventies. Y'all talk about certain things, certain plays, certain games, everything. You're gonna you are going to talk about those for the rest of your life. You may be sitting in the nursing home in the wheelchair and say, "Hey, back in 2023, we were playing Mount Juliet and." Then we run the jet sweep, and, and I fumbled, or I missed my block, or I took it to the house. And you remember that stuff. You know. Of course, guys always get better as they go, but you can't change history. Yeah. You know, the, the, the win-loss record is going to be there, and it's that way for both teams. You know, uh, all in all, you know, it's it's a good rivalry, but their staff wants to win. Our staff wants to win. Their kids want to win. We want to win. You know. But it's going to come down to who executes the best, who, you know, pulls the right strings at the right time and all that stuff. But it, it is a game that's very important to both programs. I mean, when you live in Wilson County, you know, I'm not from Wilson County. I wasn't born here. I, I've, I've been here a while. But from day one, when I stepped foot on Lebanon High School, I knew how much this game meant. And, you know, for, for a long time, they were the measuring stick. Probably still are. And, uh, you know, it's important to our kids to, to say, hey, how do we size up? You know, and, again, very important in my eyes that, that we, we broke that streak two years ago and that this group says, all right, maybe things have changed. Maybe they have. Who knows? But uh, we do have the confidence now our kids walk into, you know, they're not going to walk into Mount Judith Stadium, Roger Perry, whatever it is, uh, and say, ah, oh, well, we're playing Mount Judith. You know, we're going to get off the bus with the mindset, hey, we're here to win, and 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 do that. And that is half the battle. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure his group's going to do the same thing when they come out. Hey, you know, we're here to protect our home field and, and do that. And you know, that's what makes this stuff fun. And uh, you know, like I say, we 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 draw the line at 109, and we'll cross it, and we'll come home winners or losers. And, it up again next week no matter what but it you know it makes it fun uh there'll be a little more excitement in the air a little more because it is it is fun and, you know our, our players was telling me they uh, coach we, we've been talking to each other on snapchat instagram whatever it is they do these days i can't keep up but uh you know and they said we're gonna they're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and i'm like well y'all just uh make sure it's all friendly and, they, well, but, there's and a lot it of respect well, between it, the two coaching staff. It, I know that for it, a fact. It is, you know. Uh, you know uh, this summer, you know, I put it out there that Coach Perry and his staff did one of the, you know, most uh, respectful things that I've ever been a part of in football. And uh, you know, we have a lot of respect. And we know on Friday night at seven o'clock, me and him are a lot alike in certain ways. We're very competitive. Yeah. And he wants to win, and I want to win. But at the end of the day, we're going to walk across there and shake hands and say, good job. And we talk. And when I get off here in two, two or three minutes, I'm going to ask him a favor about an end zone shot uh, for Friday night to, to, to help us out. And I, I'm almost 100%. He'll say, yeah, whatever we need to do. But it's 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 good, you know. Uh, and, and in the county, we all try to get along and do that. But, you know, for, for him to get his program and keep it where he wants it, he's got to beat Lebanon. 
And for me to get ours where we need to be and keep it where I want it, we have to beat Mount Juliet. And so you only get one shot a year. It starts at seven, and it'll be over when it's over. But, uh, you know, for a year, we'll talk about it. And so, you know, that's what makes it fun and exciting and, and all the ifs and buts. But, uh, you know, it's one of the reasons that I told my mama, I don't know if I'll ever grow up because this is so much fun. Stressful, but fun. Family Medical Associates and Pediatrics provides the funding to allow Shop Springs Creamery to be the official chocolate milk of Lebanon Blue Devil football. And team meals go on. Uh, this We put this show together on Wednesday. Thursday, Emmanuel Baptist Student Ministry will feed the football team. And on Friday, Corky Cross State Farm, class of 1975, number nine in your program, former quarterback for the Blue Devils, will be providing the meal. And again, so much thanks to those folks for helping feed those kids. Family Medical, you know, the, the, the chocolate milks are awesome from Chop Strings Creamery. Uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church has been with us for seven years and does above and beyond, and, and, and we thank them. And then Corky uh, Cross has been here for seven years. I know he's one of your buddies. I ask him every year if he's got one or two plays in him, and he laughs. And uh, I think he ponders it a little bit. And He could uh, run it. Now, he couldn't <laughs> throw it from here to that wall, but Corky could run it. But, uh, you know, we do appreciate them, and our, our kids our kids do. That. That's one of the most common questions I get. Who's feeding us this week, and what are we eating? And, you know, like I say, I, I know uh, I think Thursday night is, is sake and, and Friday is wits. But the, they'll, they'll be fired up. How much yum-yum sauce can we get? And then, you know, wit, wits, you know, last year wits was our favorite because every time we ate wits, we won. So, uh you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll bring us some luck Friday. Chuck, best of luck to you and the Blue Devils. Uh, thanks for the visit as always. Thank you, Tommy. See you Friday. Chuck Gentry, head coach of Lebanon High School, with us on segment one of week nine, Coach's Night Out. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back.
our second segment of Coach's Night Out Live from Town Square Social. Of course, our sponsors, as always, Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter, Daryl Tidwell, Loan Originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salus Realty Group, 120 Public Square, Lebanon, THW Insurance Service, LLC, Cumberland University Athletics, and DT McCall and Son, Lebanon Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville Home of Free Delivery. Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland University with me here. Homecoming's a lot of fun when you win the football game, isn't it? <laughs> it makes it a lot better. It does. Uh, 21-17, the win over the University of the Cumberlands, and kind of a rock'em, sock'em football game. You had control early. There was a, a mistake late that gave the University of the Cumberlands a chance to go ahead in that game, but the Phoenix had an answer, and that was Traylon Shepard going 76 for a touchdown. We did, and, and you know, and – after you watch, as you watch the film, and too, we we left a lot of points on the on the field too. We we missed uh, two definite. If we just hit the throws, two definite long touchdown throws that that we got to connect on. We just keep throwing them, and, and, and things will happen. We dropped the pick six that uh, that they caught the intentional grounding calls on that Aaron. Davis, if he just catches that, he goes into the, So we had a chance to score a bunch more points, but I was proud of, uh, you know, our kids just kept battling and nobody got down when when we had the punt block and they, and they went up and all that. It was just, all right, let's go back to work. We didn't know it was going to be the next play, but... Um, the punt block, was was it a missed assignment or did they just make a play? It it was missed. It was missed assignment. So... Mm-hmm decided to change a blocking scheme up on the run, which we shouldn't have done, and kids didn't go to the right spot. So it was really necessarily wasn't on them. Uh, you know, we called something that they weren't used to doing, and, and, it, and it cost us. And so um, but there was no – the good thing is with, with our kids, there was just no panic. It was just let's go to work. We, You know, we felt good about what we are doing. It's, we, we just um, – ready to go with it and, and kind of, you know, after we scored, uh, we got the ball right. Defense has played unbelievable. And I think we got the ball with 539 left and gave it back to them with 20 seconds left on the, like the eight or nine yard line. So, you know, we took care of the game at that point. Defensively, your safety, Taylor, help me with his first name. Derek. Derek Taylor mm-hmm. from Greenbrier. Two interceptions. He was the Tennessee Sports Writers Association Defensive Player of the Week for the entire state of Tennessee. A couple of big plays by Derek Taylor. R- really big plays, and, and you know it was a couple of couple of plays where he just more or less uh, in that safety role, was just playing center field, and, and just broke on the ball and made you know two great plays. And uh, the second one, I thought there for a second that he might take it to the house, but um, you know. They're, they're really big plays for us, and, you know, he, he makes good plays on that, but it was also a credit to, to you know, those guys up front because they were making the quarterback run around and, and panic and probably throw the ball where he shouldn't have. And, and playing back there in the secondary is a tough way to go. I mean, it is a tough job back there. Many times you're on an island. Derek, being the safety, though, can be the center fielder react to the football 
And that's what he's done his whole football career. Right. He's, he's a redshirt freshman, was a star at Greenbrier, was at Tennessee as a preferred walk-on, uh, was a big part of their scout team, and now he's making plays that matter, three interceptions in two games, two against the Patriots. Yeah, it's a tough, you know, playing in secondary periods tough, especially with the way offenses are nowadays, are throwing all over the place. And you do get put on islands, and you really – you get beat more times than probably you make plays. But it's 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 a mentality you got to have there is, you know, you just forget the next play and play it. But he has great ball skills, and he has great instincts. And that, you know, that, that helps a whole bunch at safety. And he has earned his spot back there being a new guy to work his way in there. He's made progress as the season it's from, oh, yeah. from the he's, preseason on. He is he is night and day from where he was when when he got to us and, and and he has earned his way. You know, he wasn't running with our first guys when he when he got there, but he definitely earned his way into the team and he's he's just a super young man too. He's he's a really good young man and and he has. He's gotten night and day better from from game one to uh our past game. You had three backs, three different guys carry the football, and and they wound up with 305 yards rushing. The quarterback, Shepard, and Bird, Nick, Burge. What what a statement that is for the way that your offensive front blocked for those guys. It is, and 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 again, you know, it's not, and it's not knocking, but. We still haven't played really, really well up there yet. Um, there's still, you know, some mistakes are happening, but the one good thing about it that, that I always, always stress about is play full speed. If you screw up, something good might happen anyway if you just play full speed. And we we haven't had that game yet where we really, honestly, where we really played great up front. But um, they, they, you know, you can't have that much rushing if those guys aren't doing what they're doing. I don't care how good your runners are. You've got to make running lanes and and that they are doing a better job and they're just each week they're getting better and better and better and they're gelling and gelling more uh, as a unit and it's 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 just fun to watch and see how they how you know they've come into their own and it's 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 really a young bunch other than you know Brody Hall and Preston Presswell all the other guys are extremely, extremely young, and and it's just fun to watch them, you know, mature into who they are and, and what we're doing as a team. Because it it's it's tough to stop a team when you got three guys, and it, and it ends up being it's not like we have one guy that's rushing for 160 and nobody else is doing anything. It's it's a three-headed monster. Is you know we're comfortable, and and he's just coming back off injury. You know we're not. No doubt about it. We'll put Tim Pinnell in there as, as a running back, too, and just do just as well. It's So it really does, kind of back to your point, those guys up front really matter because at times it doesn't matter who we have back there. It's working. I, I thought in the early stages of the football game, Tim, your offense took advantage of what the Patriots were giving you in that you came out and you threw the ball out on the perimeter quickly. You got it out of Holloway's hands and got it out there and let your guys make some plays and four, five, six, seven yards on a, on a quick pass like that 
is like an extension of your run game. Oh, what well, it is, and it is part of it. It's it's you know, kind of the new age thing we're doing with the RPOs and stuff. The numbers were out there, and you got to be smart enough as somebody. And, and and Bobby's a whole lot like I am. I want to run the ball. Yeah, but. You know, just don't put a square peg in a round hole when the numbers indicate you should throw it out there. And I think that we hadn't really, really shown that yet, and, and we kind of added it more this past game to do that. But it, it 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 opens up the run game because you know you can't put everybody out there. I got to put somebody else out there. When they do that, okay, we're running the ball now. So it's kind of a the way the new age offenses are is kind of a no-win situation. If the numbers dictate we're going to throw the ball, we're throwing it. Then the good thing that Luke did was when we do that, we got to complete it. It is an extension of your run game, so you do have to complete those. And then it, it becomes where it's pretty tough to stop an offense when you're dictating, okay, am I going to run it? I'm going to throw it. depends on how you line up what we're going to do. Well, and to Holloway's credit, that kind of gets him in a flow early, doesn't it? It really does. And, you know, they are quick, easy throws, but quarterback throwing the ball, it's all confidence. And so when you get, you know, those those completions early, you know, when you're in the pocket and now having to get a third down throw, and we had some of those um, just on some curls and things he hit that it was probably a product of hitting those early throws that got him to, to those throws. So it is a big – a big deal to get his confidence going. And there is going to come a game, hopefully a lot of them, when he's 18 out of 25 throwing the football. Right. And when he has a game like that, it's going to be lights out. It is. And like I said at the beginning of this, you know, they were, and, and we got, it, and that's what we've been doing this week. You got to keep working on them, but we missed some that should have been touchdowns that, that, that could have made the, the game wide open or whatever. And it's it's just a product of getting him the confidence to making those. Because like you said, if he gets on a roll where he's doing that and the run game and his his ability to run the ball too, it makes it tough on a defense when your quarterback can run too because that's a, that's a guy you usually don't account for in the run game. And it you get an extra blocker or, or if you're reading somebody – you're not having to block that person, so it makes it a whole lot. Uh, you know, he's a huge asset running the ball, but he, he he's a huge asset throwing it too. Big freshman knows for you, number forty. I've gone blank. Joey Sanders. Again, he's he's banging people around up there. He and is, just and he blocked. He he's the one that blocked the uh, the the field goal as well. Um, you know, he just keeps making plays and and. He's doing that. He's he had to come in for uh, um, Josh Jones, who who will be back. He will finally be back this week, so you'll have them both in there at times and stuff, which is awesome. But he did a good job of just filling in, which was a big load for him because it was a rotation, and all of a sudden, as a freshman, you have you're having to do it all. But again, Joe Joey said he's a super kid, comes from a great family, and and. His family was there. His brother was in our recruiting pavilion this weekend. He's a senior uh, this year in high school, too. So his family was up here and got to see all that. But he's just a fantastic player. When did you know that he was going to be ready to play? Because, again, a freshman. You know, we didn't really didn't know because we talked about him earlier. He, moved, he played linebacker and, and 
in high school and we moved him uh, down. But I, within, uh, you know, Coach Mort, within the first couple of weeks of fall camp, uh, Coach Mort was like, this kid can play. This, you know, he's going to be able to help us this year. And, it, you know, it just it makes you feel good that, you know, everybody that, you know, Coach Higginson is the one that said we need to move him from linebacker to when all that comes together and it, and it you know, it all – hits all the spots it makes you feel good it makes you know you're obviously you're doing right but with all of them as freshmen you don't really know until they come in yeah. because you know you can be the greatest person in the world till you get hit in the mouth and then then it's you know how do you react when you get hit in the mouth a lot of people are tough until that happens so um he just he just you know the sky's the limit for him georgetown next up on the schedule they hung 54 on Bethel last week. Georgetown, that whole Lindsey Wilson coaching staff went over to Georgetown. It looks like they've, they've got it figured out. They they do. Uh, you know, that whole offensive staff went over there, and it's, it, it was kind of a crazy game for them, too. I think they threw nine passes. They did complete one. It was an interception. So, you know, they didn't even complete a pass, but they ran for a crazy amount of yards and, and – and, you know, they are – I haven't seen Lindsey on film really yet, but I'd seen Georgetown with a couple other teams that we had played and stuff, and they are, as far as who we played so far, they're definitely the best team I've seen on tape. And it didn't shock me that, that they beat Bethel. It did shock me about the point total and all that. But, they're you know, they're a good football team, and, and they're going to do what Chris – I mean – None of it's changed. It's the same thing that he does, and he's a really good coach, and and he he's having them going. So it, and, you know it's going to be a huge task for us, but hopefully we're going to be a huge task for them too. Well, again, next game on the schedule, Mid South Conference game, and you can do nothing but help yourself by going up there and playing well and doing. And we've talked about this forever if Cumberland takes care of Cumberland you'll you'll take your chances with anybody you play uh, absolutely we, I mean that's you know I said this to the radio guys Saturday night and hopefully when they get the games over Saturday afternoon that they knew they played Cumberland we're we're going up there we're not you know we're not cocky or anything by that but we if we'll take care of Cumberland we, we can play with anybody we we believe that I think you have to believe that and but, you know, we, we're anxious to get that way because it is. You know, our destiny set. If we go through this gauntlet and do well, our destiny set. You know, four out of the next five opponents we have are all ranked. All right, we, we, we beat one of the ranked teams. We got three out of four left. And, you know, our, our destiny is in front of us. It's just we got to take care of Cumberland. With – with this game being on the road, and you have played at home for a good little stretch here, what does the travel look like for the Cumberland football team coming up this weekend? We'll go. We'll we'll travel up Friday afternoon. Um, After you work out in Lebanon, yeah, we'll do our walk through here, and and um, eat lunch, and then we'll get on the road, and and we're we're actually staying in Frankfort, Kentucky, which is about thirty. 30 minutes outside of Georgetown and so um, get up there, eat our, eat our dinner, have our, you know, 
offense, defense, special teams meeting and wake up and have a walk through and then eat our pregame meal and get ready to go to Georgetown. Again, taking care of the football, minimizing penalties, being able to strip a couple of balls out of there, pick a couple off. That's the flow you want in the game. But, I mean, you definitely want that. And that's what, you know, their loss, that's what happened to them. Ryan Hart did that to them. And, and you know, so we've seen the game plan that, that that can do that. It's just, you know, we have to. Our defense has got to play like they've been playing. That That's paramount that they've got to play how they, they've been playing. And then offensively, I mean, I think anybody that's seen us play know that. If we take care of the ball and don't have, you know, the penalties that kill drives, we're, we're an okay offensive team, yeah. so we got to take. If we take care of the ball, it's going to be a great football game. And again, it's going to be another one of those games where you better not get popcorn because you might not see a half or something. Because I mean, it looks like they, they they don't they don't throw the ball very much either. Tim, thanks for the visit. Best of luck when you go on the road and play at Georgetown. Have a good week, okay? Thank you. Go Phoenix. Tim Mathis, head coach with Cumberland University, with us on the second segment the week nine edition of Coach's Night Out. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Third and final segment of the week nine show. 
of Coaches Night Out live from Town Square Social. Let me run through my sponsors, Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter, Daryl Tidwell, Loan Originator, Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salus Realty Group, 120 Public Square, Lebanon, THW Insurance Services, LLC, Cumberland University Athletics, DT McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville, and I will run quickly through the schedule. Lebanon at Mount Juliet, York Institute at Friendship Christian, and if you don't know, York Institute is undefeated at 7-0. They are ranked number one in 2A. They're playing at Friendship, 6-1 at Pearl Field. Ought to be a whale of a game. Laverne at Green Hill, Gallatin at Wilson Central, Grundy County at Watertown, and Glencliff at Mount Juliet Christian Academy. Trey Perry, head coach at Mount Juliet, with me on this one. And I got to look in historically, Trey. 1977, I guess it was the spring of 77 when former Lebanon coach Ralph Overton and former Mount Juliet coach Hal Flat got together and said, we're crazy for not playing. And it has been 47 consecutive years. I know that's the longest single opponent home-and-home home series that Lebanon has. I'm sure it's that way for Mount Juliet. It made a world of sense when they weren't in the same region. It's it's a big payday. It's a big region game, and, and I know this game means something to your program and to your kids. I was just talking to Coach Mathis. I mean, when the region schedule came out this year, you know, when we had them all back in the same, the county teams yeah. back in the same place, and then Gallatin, too. You know, if you ask a Mount Juliet fan who the biggest rival is, it's going to depend on their age. Right. Really the older is. folks are going to say Gallatin. Yes, yes, sir, and, and or Lebanon. And then you've got the mid-30s crowd that was part of the split with Wilson Central. Yeah. And then, you know, the teenagers of the day, maybe the one across the street, but – the good part about that is, is you've already said it, is Gates, yeah. you know, and so, uh, yeah, we're, I mean, and I don't know how many people kind of realize how much the funding of what we have to do in our budget relies on these Gates. Uh, I can tell you this, I was probably a little bit naive until 2020, and when we got our Gates cut in half, I learned a lot, and, uh, and, and so, you know, because the helmet cost and the shoulder pad cost didn't go down any. Helmets and shoulder pads cost way too much money because there's no competition in those in that industry right. anymore. There's only a couple of three helmet companies now, right? Right, and now I mean the reconditioning part since the COVID thing, you know, the supply chain and trying to get them back, and uh, that's that's narrowing even more, I think. But uh, but yeah, these kind of gates help. You're having some alumni come back. You're calling this alumni night. Uh, you are inviting uh, those former players to come back. You're, you're celebrating 100 years of Mount Juliet football. It's, it's a community thing for you and those people who are walking around my age now who wore black and gold back in the day. Yeah, it's, it's important. I mean, I call myself a transplant, but I've been here since 2006, but I'm continuing to learn about the history and tradition, and I enjoy that, uh, And you know, but I feel like, 
and this is probably more, I'll say my fault. I feel like we haven't done enough to celebrate it. And this idea kind of came about in the summer. And, you know, we did the math on the 100 years. But, yeah. Uh, you know, to get some people back involved. And, um, and the response has been great. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to that part Friday night, and, and I'm probably not going to enjoy it at all. <laughs> right, right, because you're, you're probably wound yeah. up pretty tight, and, and Friday is game day. I know there's going to be tailgating and, and, and groups sure. getting together, and you, you're going to invite decades to come out on the field and, and form the tunnel, uh, really trying for the outreach of your program to the guys who used to play there. It's important. I mean, you know, when we got there, Dad and I, in 2006, we tried to do research even then. You know, we knew some from the area, but uh, learned so much over the years and, and, and neat stories by the decade. And, and uh, you know, hearing about the Mount Juliet rule when it went into effect because the gals in the Mount Juliet being really good teams and they only took one team to the playoffs during that time period and, and you know, expanded because – Maybe not just because of that, but yeah. probably a factor, and you know, and some of those people that played on those teams. So, I mean, I've been in high school football my whole life, and and uh, came from a place steeped in tradition, and and so it, it's it's just it's exciting, and and it's one of those times where I feel like we can reconnect with some of those people. Before we get into talking about the upcoming game, uh, a former Bear, class of 2005, Michael Jasper. Uh, is going to be inducted into the Bethel University Athletics Hall of Fame. He was a big bear back then, I remember, when he played. And what a class in 2005. You had Jasper on that team. You had Levi uh, Brown. Both of them played professional football. And you had Alicia Clark, who's probably a better athlete than either one of those two, and she's still playing in the WNBA. Classes like that are rare. We got there too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were smart, you probably had Alicia out there catching passes. Yeah, right. And well, I would. I, I mean, she six one a year this year. The WNBA. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She continues to just impress, and Levi's doing his thing, and he's coaching now. Yeah, right. He's uh, he married up. Yeah, so, so right. he went from college back to high school, but his wife's doing pretty well from what I understand right. in the uh, sports uh, media department. And then Big Mike's done great. I mean, he really has. He's you know, obviously we talk from a recruiting standpoint a lot, but uh, he's a proud alumni. Both of those guys coached with, with me in 2014, uh, and obviously we're proud of him. I think our Twitter account, X account, one of our coaches runs it, and he's, he, his quote was really good. He was a really great player, but even better person. So we're proud of Big Mike. Lebanon and Mount Juliet, Friday night, Roger Perry Field, Mel Brown Athletic Complex, when you look at Lebanon, they don't have the tailback that they had previously to Sean Heath messing that knee up, but Chuck has figured out a way to distribute the football. So it's not just tailback, yeah. slot back. He's getting a lot of folks involved. So I, I would say this, and it's not to take anything away from the last two years, but I think Lebanon's done a heck of a job coaching the football team this year. Uh, when you look at it on film, it, it's one thing to have an identity, but it's another thing to be able to change that with an injury or, or depending on your opponent, who you're playing, you know, schematically. 
And I think, obviously, Coach Gentry, Coach Brady, Coach Fry, they do a great job with uh, with their offense, defense, special teams units. Uh, yeah, and, you know, there's two sides to look at that, too. If you're looking at it from a defensive standpoint, sometimes it's more maddening to have to prepare for three or four different people or an inside game and a perimeter game, you know, and, and so and, – and it's what we see on film, you know, and defensively um, – I think they've done a great job of that. They they're fast. They get around the football. You know, I mean, if you don't hunt the football, you don't. You, the end result usually doesn't work out very well. And you can't. I always kind of cringe at the uh, word opportunistic when it comes to turnovers. You create turnovers. Well, you cannot create a turnover unless you run the ball. And I feel like they've done a really good job of that this year. And 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 it's bode well in some big games for them. When you look at some of that diversity Lebanon now has on offense, pass, run, their, a lot of their pass game is kind of an extension of their run game. Yeah, I mean, the game's changed so much. You know, talk about <clears throat> Hypo and what he's doing at Tennessee because it's local, but it's uh, defending 53 and a third blades of grass now, you know, so and, and that's what you see on film. They get the ball out quickly, so that neutralizes pass rush to a certain extent. Uh, <clears throat> they're good on early downs. If you're good on early downs, you get to stay on schedule. You get to sort of dictate the tempo and how it goes. Um, and then defensively, just the opposite. Like if you win first down, you know, the, the coordinator's playbook shrinks. Yeah. So that's what we've seen on film, and, and you're right. I mean, they've distributed. They've got multiple quarterbacks that can get the job done. Uh, which makes it tougher, you know. But uh, and we're both coming off a of bye week. I think TWSWA did a really good job with this region schedule thing. We were nervous because usually you control that for the first time. We did not. But when you look at how it all shook out, and I've kind of heard this across the board, I think they did a good job with it. And and in this case, you know, it's two rivals coming off a of bye week and a big region game and. <clears throat> Both of them, you know, getting that rest that I'm sure is important, uh, you know, to get to have the kind of game that we want to have. I know you guys like to practice early. Did you stay on schedule uh, Monday, Tuesday, today's Wednesday? We did. Uh, we, we stayed early. Uh, practice Monday and Tuesday of last week. Stayed early on those days. Now, there's a lot of dew on the grass that we still hadn't gotten figured out yet. But other than that, you know, I, I think our kids, have, they respond well to that. Matter of fact, there's been times we've tried to say, let's move this to the afternoon, you know, darkness or whatever the case may be. They want to stay there. So, and I'm big on routine myself anyway, but uh, they've handled that part well. Uh, now, I'll go back to COVID and, and, and say that since that time, I don't think, and I, this is across the board, this is not a Mount Jewett thing, this is high school football in general, I don't think attendance has been what it needs to be. Uh, I talk about injury prevention all the time, you know, prehab better than rehab. Well, you got to be there to be evaluated and go through those kind of things and be conditioned to be able to play a 48-minute game. And so that's all relative, but for the most part, we did a good job getting the practice. When uh, when people look at Mount Juliet's football team on the offensive side, your your tailback tandem, you got two guys, Edwards and Crudup, who have combined for 1,300 yards back there. It doesn't matter if number two or number four gets a football. 
you're getting about the same result. And they've done a good job. You know, our motto this year is we 23 and, and uh, we, we like to not joke, but reemphasize every once in a while that we don't get, get our W turned upside down, you know, uh, no me guys. And I think it's a testament to them that they understand that in the flow of our offense and, they go beyond the F position too. Like we'll get them in the slot, we'll put them out wide some too, and that's that's kind of a matchup problem. Uh, John Michael's got several receptions. Yes, sir. And and uh, you know, and if you get them on the field at the same time in certain cases, then you know we feel like that's a little bit tougher to defend. But they both do a good job in the block game too. Like you know, if we have to insert them in, into that. You know, with a quarterback run or one of our slot guys, they do a good job. That they block for each other sometimes. Uh, proud of them. Uh, they continue to progress, and obviously excited about having them back another year. Travers has developed from the time he he got on the field as a sophomore to now. Kid's doing a great job for you, quarterback. He is. He he leads by example. I know that sounds cliched, but uh, he. he the way we run our offense, we go fast, you know, and, and that's not – that position is the toughest one already. But when you add the element of wanting to get the ball snapped, there's a lot. And he handles it, and obviously that means there's preparation and study that goes into that. Uh, he understands where we're at as far as our balance. I know I talk about it all the time, but I'm not just talking about run pass. I'm talking about inside-outside run. I'm talking about throwing it quick, taking shots when we need to reading through a progression and i feel like he's really made some significant strides in that area this year and uh he's i'm proud of him i think he's done a great job i think he's got more room to grow and i think he'd be the first one to tell you that and that's exciting you got two coordinators who played for you and there has to be a certain comfort level with that colt carver on offense chase howland defense they know you and they know what you want and there's got to be great communication amongst the three of you i couldn't be more proud of the two of them i feel like it's important to to know scheme it really is and they've grown tremendously over the last couple of years in that area but you also have to be relational i i want to be i don't really want to be but i it's necessary for me to be the bad cop sometimes with players and and they're there to pick them up and um and you know, just this past two weeks, I mean, we feel like Eleven is a really good football team. So obviously, we're going to prepare for a really good football team, and and they've done a good job with their homework. You know, I mean, it's it's impressive the amount of film study that they've done, and you know, I don't know what that amounts to on Friday night. Still got to kick the thing off and go play, but but uh, I do think I don't think you have to be an alumni of a school to coach there and have pride there. I'm not yeah. currently, but I think the two of them. There's that extra motivation there for them, and, and uh, they've done a great job. When, when you mentioned kick it off, and your kicking game is solid. Echeveria. Echeveria. It took me a while, too. Echeveria. Uh, when he kicks it off, the other team's usually got to go 80. He's had a really good jump from his sophomore to junior year. And honestly, because we, we had a weapon in Mark Snuda last year that went to Memphis – but his punting has become – of course, I don't ever want to see him out there doing that, but when he has to, yeah. it's gotten a lot better too. He hit a 50-yard field goal against Antioch that I think would have been good from a little farther, and then he had a clutch field goal against Cook before the half that was in the 40-something range. Uh, 
But in high school football, I think accuracy is far underrated. Like, if a guy can hit one out of 10 from 45, how many times are you doing that anyway? You yeah. Know, but be consistent from 35 to 42 yards. Give us that consistency knowing that we're going to get points out of that drive, and we feel like he's that way. Well, and some coaches, they say, well, we're not going to kick it. We're going to go for it. But you got a guy you can trust. And you don't mind going and, and send him out there and sending your kick team to go put one up there. Right. And you mentioned it earlier. The rules, as long as the rule stays the rule, when you kick the ball in the end zone on, on the kickoff, the other team starts at the 20. And when they start at the 20, every percentage I've ever looked at says it's a little bit tougher to score from there, even from the 30 or 35 yard line. It, it's amazing how drastically those percentages change. So now we still got to cover. Yeah. You know, and because he's one eleventh on that unit, but uh, he's been a big. I, I said it last week. We gave him special teams player of the week inside our own team, and I said it's hard to not do that when a kid hits fifty yard field goal punts like he does and puts them all in the end zone. Like it is extremely important. Well, I, I want to say thank you, uh, Zach Tompkins. Of course, we do the radio for the Lebanon broadcast. I've been in communication with Zach, and I know there's going to be a world of folks covering this game. He's got us a spot. They're taking care of us. We've never been mistreated at Mount Juliet High School, and we can't say that everywhere we go, beach. <laughs> but, and I, I, as I talked to Chuck, big rivals, you want to win like crazy, but there's a world of respect between the two coaching staffs. Absolutely. I mean, and for you and what you do, too, because I say it a lot of times. I mean, we're in a situation where, and I'm not complaining, but there's just not a lot of coverage in the city of Mount Juliet right now. And you guys, Main Street Preps, I mean, we get that, you know, and, and I won't step too far in it, but I feel like that there's some outlets that chase individuals and certain schools more than they do teams. Yeah. And my late great buddy Donovan Stewart, one of the things that I was so enamored by with him was – he cared as much about Lake County as he did yeah. Mount Juliet or Lebanon. Yeah. And I feel like that's getting lost a little bit. So I appreciate people like you and, 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 and Main Street. And, and there's others out there, too, that still value covering teams and not just individuals. And I understand what gets clicks, but also understand what high school football means in the greater part of the community, and I think that's important, and I, I hope it doesn't get lost. Thanks for the visit. I appreciate yes, it. Sir. Always good to see you. Thank you. Trey Perry, head coach at Mount Juliet, with us in advance of the Lebanon-Mount Juliet game at Roger Perry Field on Friday night. Get there early if you want to get a good parking place. I'm telling you right now, you can go to gofan.co, get your tickets in advance. You don't have to worry about buying tickets at the gate. Get those. Get on in there. Thanks for the visit. We appreciate it. I, we had about 1,800 views of last week's show. It's this, this thing has just gone nuts, and I appreciate it. Justin, behind the camera, uh, we, we've got good folks here working for us at uh, Town Square Social. Thanks to Cody and Kyle for making this space available. We appreciate it. For everybody here, I'm Tommy Bryan. I'll talk to you later. Thank you.